It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in ESPN 920. Well, Mr. Wade Weezer, I am live out in Tulsa for the 104th PGA Championship. And I'll tell you, it is one major scene out here, that's for sure. I grabbed a great guest for this afternoon for the pro show. It's another pro. Who could figure? Anyway, let's get this thing rolling, man. All right? Can't stop us. Not even when I'm trying to travel to Dallas. Hit it. Can't stop All right, my good man there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Good afternoon on this fabulous Friday, I tell you. So I alluded to it there in the opening, but I had a bit of travel trouble earlier in the week getting to Tulsa. What happened? Wait till you hear this, wait till you hear this story, my friend, okay? So I Mondays, uh, we usually record the show with Chantel, Bet Online's Tita Green. And so I'm over in the city, and then I said, well, I'm just going to pop over to Newark because i got to go down to uh Dallas, I'm gonna, you know, you can't fly to Tulsa, right? So I gotta fly to Dallas, I'm gonna rent a car and I'm gonna drive up, right? So I go over to Newark and I'm hanging out at the airport, just writing some read the line, doing my thing, grab a little dinner. And uh, as I'm sitting there eating my dinner, about a half hour before my flight, I get a text from United and they tell me, your flight's canceled. Uh oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then all Armageddon breaks loose. I mean, it was like they were filming a movie. The board gets lit up with like, I'm gonna say at least 20 flight cancellations, right? Oh, so instantly, no. oh yeah. So instantly, I run like I just grab my backpack and my bag, my rolling bag, and I just start running. And I finally find like I'm just running away from my gate. I'm like, where's the nearest customer service or whatever? And they're like, oh, all of customer service. Once you're inside security is over here at this certain section. So I go over there, and boom, I hit this line. You know, I mean, it was like. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen tickets. One of those, like, Warner Brothers lines (laughs) where it goes on and on. The cartoons for forever. I was going to say it was like one of the, yeah, like a cartoon line or like a a (laughs) Bruce Springsteen tickets line, you know, like in the 80s. You know, it was like, I get there. I get there. I'm like the 300th person in line, right? It's like, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. So instantly I pop out my AirPods and my phone and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to call customer service and I'll stand here. Well, it's kind of funny. I'm glad I did that. And hey, folks, there's a good life hack for you. You know, the phone or the app always works quicker than the person in front of you. So, you know, get on top of it, right? So the per- everybody around me is like, who are you calling? And I was like, oh, my wife. I'm like, I don't need more people to make me on hold, right? So, <laughs> so I get this nice woman on the phone. And she helps me escalate my situation. I'm like, hey, I got to get to Dallas. I said, you know, they're not going to move the PGA Championship back a week, right? So I got to get to Dallas. So she says, let me work on this for you. I'm going to put you on hold, but, you know, so the phone's going to go quiet, but don't leave. Don't leave me. I said, right. I go, where am I going right now? I'm in a line that has like 1,200 people in it, right? You could literally, the, I mean, the line is like going all the way to like uh, satellite parking. That's how long the line is from like where we are, okay? It, it, it was ridiculous. So she comes back like five, like it's literally like five minutes. I'm kind of like just standing there and it was quiet. There was no music on hold or anything, but yeah. to, her, to her credit, she comes back. She goes, all right. She goes, let me walk you through this. I'm like, 
walk me through this. She goes, yeah. She goes, this is gonna. <laughs> she goes, you need to be in Dallas as soon as possible. I said, yes, I need to be in Dallas as soon as possible. So she says, okay, here's what we're going to do. In half an hour, there's a flight leaving from Newark to go to San Francisco. And I was like, the one in California? And she's like, <laughs> and she's like <laughs> yes, one. sir. Yes, sir. The one in California. I said, okay. I go, keep going. She goes, from there, you're going to catch a connection to go to Houston. And then when you get to Houston, it'll be tomorrow morning, but then you're going to catch a quick flight up from there to Dallas. You'll be in Dallas by 830 in the morning. Now, it's 8 o'clock at night in Newark, right? Right. And I'm about to sign on for this. And I'm like, well, okay, let me think about the math here and everything. That's your only choice. I mean, yeah. And I go, so the only option for me to go from here to Dallas is to go through San Francisco? And she's like, I'm sorry to say, but yeah. She goes, all the other flights out of there are canceled. I go, but the one to San Francisco is going to go, like the furthest one? She goes, it's slated to go. I said, all right, well, you know, I'm a betting man. So I said, you know what? We'll take a chance that this flight's going to happen. And uh, I sign up for San Francisco, and boom, off I go. You know, I take that flight all the way across the country, get off the plane. I get, I get a feeling this isn't the end of the story. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you know, I go from having one simple flight for three and a half hours that gets canceled outright, right? And, and I'm watching all these flights, so now I'm biased because I'm watching all these flights get canceled all over the board at Newark. So I'm like, oh, man, this, now she wants me to do three flights in a row? Like, what am I right. I couldn't get one to work. Now I'm going to do three? This is crazy, right? So sure enough. What happens? I fly to San Francisco. I go all the way to San Francisco, and it was like a six-hour elbow elbow war. You ever have one of those before in a plane, right? Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there trying to you know right read the line, and this guy's trying to sleep, <laughs> and he's like hogging the el- you know the uh, the elbow or what, what do you call it? Right. Uh, the room. The armchair. The, the, the thing. The rest. The rest. Yeah. yeah the armrest. Oh, there you go. Thanks. All right. It's been a long week. Trust me. Anyway, st- starting with this story. So. To make a short story long, anyway, so, you know, I get to San Francisco, half hour, you know, changeover, boom, I'm on to Houston. I get to Houston, now it's about 6 in the morning, and uh, I I think I landed in San Francisco about 12.30 their time, which was 3.30 our time, and then I got to Houston at like 6 o'clock their time, which would have been 7 o'clock, you know, East Coast. Then I get on another half hour wait, and I hop on a plane to Dallas, then I get to Dallas, and it's a four-hour car ride, or three-and-a-half car hour car ride up to Tulsa and I made it here by, you know, lunchtime on Tuesday in the media center. Oh, did did you sleep at all? Um on the San Francisco flight I did not. I had to do a bunch of work, so I didn't sleep on that one, but I was so cashed out at that point then the Houston one was a snooze fest for sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I, you, so, I mean, you, you kind of need that. Well, yeah, the first stop after I got the rental car and I got outside of like downtown Dallas was at like a Philip 66 because I was like, I'm going to need some sunflower seeds and a Diet Coke. Like this is... To stay awake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was a challenge. But we made it all the way through and we're here. And I tell you, what a major championship that, you know, I'm taking part in here. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I just really, really enjoy all of what I've had to witness and how hard everyone from the PGA of America is working. I'm here in the media center right now. It's just buzzing. I mean, there's people running everywhere looking to tell these great stories of all that's going on here at the golf course. I mean, it's just fantastic. And one of the people that I bumped into while I was here, and he's doing some content for PGA of America, is my good friend Gavin Parker. Now, Gavin's been on the show a couple times. Everyone will remember him because he's just full of energy. 
and he is the director of instruction down at Salisbury Country Club near Richmond, Virginia. Um, the CEO of Junior Golf. We, you know, we're going to get into it all this afternoon. We're going to have a ton of fun. He and I have known each other for over a decade, and uh, our energy combined could light up a room. So uh, the media <laughs> center is big, but we plan to uh, we we plan to shine and. Speaking of shining, there's one guy in particular that's shining, and that's our man Rory McIlroy after the after round one. You know, and it was funny when he was teeing off in the morning. He's got Tiger and Jordan Spieth. Now Jordan Spieth is essentially the favorite. Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, right? And I said, you know what? I think this is actually a good pairing for him because he's had a lot of people around him watching him play golf before. But I said he's actually the third most popular guy in this group, and every other time he tees off, he's usually the most popular guy, right? So I said, you know, there's a chance he's been playing good lately. I think he's going to do quite well. Now, as it turns out, he had a fabulous round, and, you know, the place was electric around him and that entire group. Uh, Jordan finished a couple over par. Tiger, he struggled a little bit. But when Tiger, Tiger birdies the first hole, I mean, it was like a scene. It was like another scene out of a movie in the media center. I mean, everybody's like running to their laptops and they're going nuts and they're like, "Oh my goodness, you know, Tiger's going to win. It's only seventy-one holes to go. We're we're going to get this done." But um, morning pretty much led the field. Afternoon, it got windy. It was tough, and it it was it's windy this morning, uh, Mr. Wade Weezer. When I got here this morning, first thing. Right. And then now this is, you know, obviously a long time ago, but it, it was blowing like 30. Yeah. I mean, the flags were outstretched. Wow. Yeah. So the AM wave this morning, the PM wave from yesterday afternoon was really challenged. Most of the leaders you see on this board, Tom Hoagie, Will Zalatoris, you know, all those guys, uh, they're at four under right there. One shot behind after round one of Rory. Uh, they played yesterday morning. And then you had some guys that played uh, Matt Kuchar at three under. He played in the morning. But then you had guys like JT. He's three under. And you had Abe Answer. He played in the afternoon three under. Um, let's go down the notables real quick as we we uh, rush through all of this, this leaderboard. Uh, Xander, two under. Victor Hovland, you know, Stillwater, Oklahoma native, went to Oklahoma State. Uh, through Norway, but um, he was at even par. Number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, plus one. Colin Morikawa, he's there with him at plus one. Spieth, plus two, I mentioned that. John Rahm, plus three. DJ, plus three. Tiger, plus four. Brooks, Brooks is not back yet. Brooks is uh, plus five. And Patrick Cantley had a new beard, and I think he'll be shaving it because he was plus six. Not not great. Uh, all in all, the golf course is really the star here, Mr. Wade Weezer. 26 players yeah. under par. Uh, the golf course conditions, Russ Myers, the director of grounds here, fantastic. I mean, he and his whole team, just unbelievable. Kerry Haig and the championship team for the PGA of America are putting together just a wonderful test. I was walking with a local member to us of the team of 20, and that's one of the club professionals, one of the PGA professionals in the field, Alex Beach, yesterday afternoon. I really got to see all different parts of the golf course, and um, it's just exquisite. It's just the conditions are absolutely perfect. And um, did I mention it's hot? Mr. Well, you didn't, but I, I see that little fan flying in the background, ceiling fan, and uh. But you look good. You don't. You don't look like you're hot. I mean, well, the air conditioning know. in the media <laughs> center is like enough to give your fingers atrophy. You know, when you're trying to type on the <laughs> laptop, it's unbelievable. But outside, the humidity and the heat is a factor. Uh, not as much as the wind, but it is a factor. It is hot here in Tulsa. Well, you, you know, know, it's when are you coming back? I'll be back Monday night. Okay, because you're gonna tomorrow. It's gonna be like 97 here. Just so you know, tomorrow. No way, really. So you're not missing. Oh yeah, you're not missing anything. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's you're wearing your shirt. The humidity here is, and what's nice about it is that with the wind blows, it just blows more hot air around. So it really, really feels awful. But um, the guys, <laughs> just awful. The, the guys are dealing with it. I mean, this is a major championship, and it's got tons of pressure. So I think the heat, the wind, and everything is just adding to the flavor of this thing. I mean, I, I can't predict how this thing is gonna is gonna finish up. But man, I'll tell you, right now it is just awesome. It's unbelievable. It it really is. Um, couple fun things this week. Your buddy Bryson, uh, he didn't make the cut. He uh, not, not meeting the actual cut to. After 36 holes, uh, he decided he wasn't going to play, that the hand wasn't uh, healed yet. Uh, of course, we all know the big story that Phil didn't come. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about that here. You know, there's a lot of actual in the media center. A lot of people have kind of shifted from, you know, let's pick on Phil to like sadness. You know, it's like it's kind of settled in. They're like, it seems like it's kind of a shame that in the end that the guy that's the defending champion and did something historic last year, 12 months later, he can't even be here. You know, and, right. And I, and I know a lot of you know, angry pundits. And even they are like, you know, they feel kind of bad for the whole situation at this point. It's, it's really, it, it really is kind of interesting. And everyone, you know, I, I always joke about Phil being Voldemort, you know, he's like the name we're not allowed to mention, but, um, you know, they're mentioning his name and, you know, even, even the brass of the PGA of America, everyone's kind of just like, ah, you know, they're all just a little bummed out. I think they probably had a lot of plans for th- for fun things to do this year in order to celebrate a, you know, 50 year old, major champion yeah, absolutely and, uh, yeah and those things kind of got thrown to the wayside shame. but there are definitely some other people though that they're celebrating and that's that team of 20 the 20 pga professionals that a month ago qualified to get in this event and uh you know i i'm out here working for pga.com and pgachampionship.com and writing for them and helping them build content and you know a lot of that surrounds that team of 20 so getting to know these guys has been a lot of fun it's it they've got some great stories and you know they all have it in a really good perspective like when you talk to them on the range or whatever and you know one guy was like well i was warming up next to rom and i'm like well how'd that go he goes it's about <laughs> as good as you think it would he goes he goes i'm not i'm not a bad golfer but um I'm not a good golfer, right? Is is what I learned, you know. <laughs> which I thought, which, which I thought, and, and all of them kind of share the same experience. You know, none of them are thinking, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna be top forty in this event. You know, they they see sure. the level of of even the let's say the B tier of the guys that are here because it is a major championship, and they understand that. But geez, this is. This is some serious stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, no and joke. It's, yeah, it's no joke. It's no joke. And you know what? You know who else is pretty serious about helping golfers all over the state of New Jersey? That's the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The foundation recently opened the Inspiration Golf Range located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township. The multi purpose facility, which is open to the public, will host golf primary golf programming for youth, veterans, and individuals with special needs. To support the foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. All right, we're running up on 315 for you folks in New York. It's 215 for me here out in Tulsa. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with golf's junior golf guru, Mr. Gavin Parker. Chop, chop, he says I'm going to win big. Choose not a life of imitation. Distant constitution. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. 
all NFL players get paid a lot. You're Keith. not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when Keith, it comes Keith. to clearing it out. Y'all take care of business. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Jenkins, Bar- team Bar- me. Bar, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey, as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920 now. My guest today is full of passion. We've been friends for a long time, and we ran into one another earlier in the week and just had to get together this afternoon on air. Gavin Parker is the director of instruction at Salisbury Country Club, and I don't know what color his energy is, but it's straight fire on the microphone. Give him a good intro, Wade. Hit it. All right, folks, you know there's only one man who can match the energy of a major championship, and that's my man Gavin Parker, PGA professional, teaching professional down there at Salisbury Country Club in Virginia. Gavin, welcome to the Pro Show this afternoon. Man, I am so excited to be here with you in Tulsa for the 104th PGA Championship, man. You are fired up right now. Man, I'm fired up, man. Keith, thank you so much for having me on the show again. Well, you know what? When would you get here this week? So I arrived. Ooh. Tuesday, Tuesday, got into town, All right. flew in late, arrived in Tulsa around 7 p.m., got to my hotel around 8.30 p.m., and was ready to be in action on Wednesday morning. All right, so Wednesday morning, you show up here at the golf course, right? Yes. This place, uh, I don't want to say anything, so I don't want to give you any preconceived notions, but what was your first impression of Southern Hills Country Club? Majestic. I like Green. that. Huge, um, huge undulation, hills, tons of hills, people everywhere. Je- the clock. First thing I noticed was the clock. The clock. Is as soon as I got on property, I was like, "Oh, that, that's a clock, clock." Like, that clock is <laughs> that's a clock, clock. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna be late for your tea time here. <laughs> no, right? you can't wait. Oh man, you cannot. Be. I tell you, you know, uh, I interviewed Kerry Cosby last week for some PJ.com content and read the line and some other things, and you know, he kept saying the place is big. Mm, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's sure. like it's big, absolutely, and I, you know, huge. And I had done that like a week or so ago. And funny thing is, like, I hadn't been here yet. I'd never been here before. And then when right? I showed up, I was like, "This is big. This is this is place, oh, it's massive. This place is unbelievable. Massive. I mean, when they when you talk about a major championship, right? What better place is there to host a major championship? And they put all this together in like eighteen months. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What a team they have here. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, I- 
you know, and our and our peers, you know, sure. our, our yeah, team, yeah, yeah. the PGA of America. Absolutely, just absolutely, awesome. just awesome. absolutely. All right, so as a PGA coach, what stands out to you so far about the championship? Right, we saw round one yesterday. Right, you, you got a chance to take it in. There was some heat. There was some wind. Golf course conditions. I know you were out and about. I know you've been walking the practice range. But you know, like, what, what do you think so far after round one? What's your reaction to what's going on? Just how organized it is. Just like there's no wasted space. The signage is unreal. Their ability to control traffic and manage the crowds and manage the temperature and keep everyone on schedule and safe and distant and live and vibrant. It's been it's been pretty amazing to watch the PGA Championship. It's my first time ever being at a major, especially a PGA Championship, and I'm just blown, blown away. Well, I'll tell you, we're sitting here doing this podcast in the, um, or radio show rather, in, in the in the media center. <laughs> yes. Right? And, you know, we have this huge scoreboard in front of us, and it's just, it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable, isn't it's, it? It's, it's a lot to take in. I, I, I remember as soon as I walked in, the first thing I noticed was the AC and how cold it was. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, thank goodness. But yeah, it's 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 the real deal in here. We got this digital scoreboard, we have all the media team in here. It, it, it's state of the art for sure. Now, you just talked and you referenced this, you know, there's a lot going on here. Yes. Right? And I know you always have a lot going on. Period. But what brings you to this major championship? Because just like me, we're not playing in it, oh. right? <laughs> no, we're you know? not. And yeah. I'm covering it, right. but I know you're not covering it, right? Right. Like, what role are you playing this week for the PGA of America as a PGA professional and a yes, coach. Yes, so I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity, but essentially Cadillac sponsoring PGA Championship, Cadillac reached out to the PGA to kind of recreate some iconic moments in past PGA Championship history and any fantastic shots that happened this week. And the PGA reached out to me to see if I would be willing to be the talent for them to recreate these iconic moments. So I'm here this week to recreate some bold, sophisticated, luxurious, brave, confident golf shots and just use my expertise as a golf instructor and some of the tips that I have in the instructor world and just create some dynamic, exciting, just different vibe right. when it comes to the PGA Championship. No, man, I, yeah. you know, I, uh, you were telling me about this yesterday, and that's right. why I wanted to bring you on the show today, and I, and I had to start talking about this because I knew we would have tons of fun. Yes. First of all, you've been on the show, the pro show, twice, yes. but always, you know, me in the station and you in Virginia. Right. So, for us to be together live, live. I mean, this face is going to be legendary. <laughs> yes. So, to, um, break it down for me. Yesterday, right? What iconic shot? Did you do any iconic shots yesterday? What did you film? And uh, you walk me through the process and how cool it was. Absolutely. So far, I've done the Brian Harmon shot when he held out in the approach shot. Okay. Um, Seventy-six yards wedge shot. I was up there just talking about the cues that he did, how he was using his body efficiently. He sawed off that follow through. And then we did a little bit of Roy McElroy's, uh, excuse me, misspoke there, Ricky Fowler's bunker shot that okay. he hold out as well. So it was real cool to come out there in the sand and kind of just do my own thing with that. Well, I tell you, there was a number of choices yesterday. I mean, how many hole outs were there in the first round? It's unbelievable. Right. I mean, I, there was more than 10. Oh, yes, for sure. So, and, Majority of them were from the bunker, <laughs> like or the like short or, shot shots or fairways yes. pit shots and yes. everything. You know, yes. and I was and I was writing a ton about this, yeah. and everybody was like, "This place is so long. This place is." And we, we already we already got caught in the trap, right? You know, we got the bias already. <laughs> this place is so big. You know, par 70, 7,500 yards, yes. right? And then so what's happening? Everybody that's great with a wedge 
is in position to contend. Right? 100%. It's all, it's all wedges. Yes. I mean, I, I did an article yesterday where we were talking about, you know, everyone. I, I kept saying to everybody, I go, the place is going to play fast. Look how hot it is. Look right. how hard the surfaces are. Right. I mean, they're going to bake this place out like, yes. a, like an airport runway, right? <laughs> okay. You got guys, the first guy of the day yesterday, first guy tees off for the championship. No better person to represent the world than John Daly, JD, right? JD, man. Tees off 344 yards. He's 56 years old. <laughs> Right? I love and, it, and it's seven in the morning. Yes. It's seven in the morning. He hits it 344 yards, okay? Uh, Rory hit one 369. So I was doing the stats midway through the uh, just the AM wave yesterday, and I wrote this article for PGA.com, and I spun it into, like, how to hit your you, right. hit your driver further, yada, yada. Right? Okay? Right. There was only one guy in the AM wave that didn't have an average driving distance over 300 yards. And the guy, we won't bring him up, Terrell Hatton, but... <laughs> But he, he, he's a tactician, though. Yeah, you know? So there was a reason why I absolutely. bet on those holes he was just, you yeah. know, teeing off a three-wood or something like that. Right. But it was like 295. Yeah. But every other player, and the guy that led it, Ryan Fox, was 385. That was his average driving distance. Yeah, I mean, this place is firm, it's fast, and that's why we're seeing all these these balls roll into bunkers yes. because of what Gil Hans did and yes. all the runoffs and everything. It's so cool. Yes. I mean, how cool is this golf course? Oh, it's it's remarkable. That's, I mean, like I said, when I first got here on site, it's it's majestic. But you're right. You said something I just loved. You said it's baked. Like, what did you say? What did you say? Oh, yeah. the, the, oh, man, this place is totally baked out. Totally baked yeah. out. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah man. That's the best way to describe it. It's, yeah, I don't know if it's legal in Oklahoma, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this place is is, is yeah. absolutely ripped. It's definitely it's ready, very it's, chill. It's ready to roll. Well, yeah, it is chill out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's this much different than the East Coast. Oh, <laughs> Quote of the day. Unbelievable. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be more. Don't you worry about that. There'll be more. All right. So let's get back to these yeah. Cadillac sponsored yep. championship moments that yes. you're doing. Right. Yes. And I think this is really cool because a lot of times we see these shots happen on TV and it is a Rory McIlroy or even it's a Brian Harmon, a guy that looks somewhat normal. Right. right. Like a guy like you could repeat what right. he does. Right? right. But then when they take it to you and you're trying to connect to the viewer. Yes. Right. I mean, when you take on that role, you're a really good instructor. Thank right. You. But let's break it down for a second, because a lot of the things you do as an instructor is being a great communicator. 100%. And I think there's so many PGA and LPGA coaches that yes. listen to this. Right. So I want to get you know where I'm going to go with this. Get right. To me. Uh, is when they come to you and they say, OK, Brian Harmon, hold this shot out or Ricky Fowler, hold out this bunker shot. Right. Instantly, you have to come up with a plan in your head. There's a puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like. But what are you thinking about? Forget the you know um, what your ball position or yeah. posture or anything before you get to there how do you devise a plan to connect with the consumer with the lesson taker with the person with the audience you, well I start off with less is more something simple but most importantly it's just body language you have a, three seconds to capture someone's attention so that buzzword you know that upbeat I, I start off with a nice smile I'm myself I'm genuine I'm authentically myself which is quite enthusiastic a little bit of energy so I just try to provide that you know now not everyone though is you know high energy okay right you right. know what I mean like right. but I've seen you teach all walks of life. Yes, sir. Okay, and, and yes, you 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 have a great connection with kids, and most kids are all high energy. Right. But, but they all aren't. Yeah, you know, I don't sure, want to categorize sure. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not every adult is high energy. Yeah, right? You and I are higher energy. We've always have been. That's why we're good friends. But my point is, is that, you know, 
to the teachers, to the coaches and instructors out there, right? right. What do, when you get in a situation where maybe someone's not high energy and you still have to deliver an impactful message, you're capable of doing that. Yeah. So I want to break this down a little bit because okay. Okay. Uh, if I have you know, 15, 20 minutes to talk to you. Right. I mean, I think communication needs to be a huge part or theme right. Right. of what we're doing because right. you have such an impactful role and there right. are so many coaches out there, right? Okay. So like, yeah. like so I would break it down then. How do you start first? Let's go here. Okay. How do you first figure out what they're looking for? Okay. How do you read people? Wow. So for me, it's all about the emotional outcome, that uh, emotional uplift, you know, whether it's changing my voice to match theirs, changing my eye contact. Um, so that's going to allow memory to be made. And and then once you allow that memory to be made by changing some type of that emotional uplift, then you can connect socially, whether that can be with the, the, the deepness of your voice, how intense you're going to be, if you're going to be slower, if you're going to be faster. Like right now, I'm trying to make my point across, so I'm talking a little slower, but it just depends. And then from there, you can go into whatever the golf outcome you want. So... If I'm having any coach out here to listen, it's always the emotional outcome first. How can you make that memory be made? In order to do that, you got to change your voice. You got to change your body language. You need to just adapt to whoever that person is in front of you. How about trust? Oh, right? it's, trust is, is a very, very important part of the relationship bingo. with any part of the service industry, but also, you know, teaching people yes. and, and connecting, right? Yes. You know, how do you establish trust wow. in the relationships with others? So there's a book out there. It's called The Speed of Trust. It's by Stephen Covey's son. I'm not quite sure the son's name, but it's called The Speed of Trust. And essentially, it's about the art of creating that trust and that bond. And it starts with just being in their shoes, trying to actually come from them from their mutual understanding. And without that trust, nothing else can be formed. So you got to just be honest and genuine and just take your time. Well, I think one of the most, the, the neatest things about you is how authentic you are. Thank you, Keith. Right? You know, I mean, and everyone, everyone's paying for that lesson, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I've gone places and, you know, it's two trips in one, first and last, right? So you do your best, right? Everybody out there, you know, don't change everything you do. It's, I can't it's, wait it's to use that one. Story. Oh, yeah. First you, you ever been, to, like someone says, you know, they'll, they'll come up to Lori and I, my wife and I, and they'll go, hey, how was that restaurant the other night? And I said, well, two trips in one. And now if they know me, they know that yeah, what's yeah. coming next. But but if they don't, they'll say, well, what does that mean? I say, yeah. oh, first and last, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, but to get back on point, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the seventh of like 18 tangents today, but that's all right. We'll be okay. It's classic us. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be okay. But what, what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, don't reinvent the wheel either, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, I yeah. mean, you still, you got to do you. Got to. Right? Got to. And what I think is neat about the PGA of America bringing you in, right, is that you teach a certain way, right? And it's not buttoned up. No. Right? It's not buttoned up at all. Definitely not. You know? I mean, you're an innovator, right? You're a bright thinker, right? You're outside the box. And, you you know, this is Cadillac. This is an American brand. This is the major championship. And they're bringing you in and you're doing your thing, right? Yeah. How much has this experience, when you get the phone call for this, right, how much has this experience empowered you, not just as a, as a coach, right, but as a young leader in golf? Because we need some. Yeah, so first thing first is to seize the opportunity and in order to get ready, you got to stay ready. So the importance of preparation, the importance of like, I need to make sure I get a good night's sleep. I need to give out my best. And it is just giving me opportunity just like, hey, Gavin, you're obviously doing something right, but you got here being yourself, not being anything more, not trying to be somebody that you're not. And just reminding myself to just keep doing the right things the right way and you get everything you ever need. 
Folks, we're talking to a good friend of mine, Gavin Parker, PGA professional. He is here with the PGA of America, the digital team. You're going to see him all over PGA.com, PGAChampionship.com. He's doing all sorts of fun things, instruction things. He's keeping it simple. Yes. You got to follow my man on TikTok and all social media. <laughs> yes. what's, what's the handle there? Gavin Flow, G-A-V-I-N-F-L-O. And I tell you what, he, he will talk to you straight through the camera, just like he's doing right now through the radio, and you can you can digest it in any which way you can. He's very clear. He's very succinct in what he does. So tell me, you're referring there to basically preparing all the time for these moments where you are talent, right? But, but some tells me, right, that, you know, in your day-to-day, how do you balance all this? Not just for golf pros, but right. for but for a lot of people. We've been through a lot in the last four years, right? Absolutely. I mean and, and, Absolutely. and coming out of that, you know, one of the buzzwords is work life balance. Yes. Right? And a lot of people are yes. talking about that, right? I know you have a lot of energy, but everybody gets tired for sure. Right? How do you balance all of this? Because you're spending a week in Tulsa yeah. and then you're gonna go back and you, I'm, I know you have a full lesson book. <laughs> so Yeah, so for me the balance piece, Keith, is Waking up early, man, like I'm an early riser still and I need that time to just get myself accumated. And when I get the most anxious or like the most nervous or when the pressure's on, I try to get some type of a workout in, just some type of sweat, whether it's just an hour. And then once I have that, that momentum just leads me into my next thing. So then I need to shower. Then when I like to shower, I like to put on clothes that need to be ironed. Then the night before, I know I need to do that. So I like to iron. So I just kind of start with the end in mind, if you will. And by having that end in mind, it reminds me that every morning I need time for myself. And then if I put the oxygen mask on myself first, then the world can get the best version of Gavin Parker. And in order to do that, you gotta find that balance. You gotta say no sometimes. And in order to say no, it's just giving me the opportunity to give out more. So that's my balance piece. But then at the other side of the piece is like, you know, just like some of the guys that are out here playing this week, man, you gotta sacrifice some things so Everyone on the PJ Tour, to get to where that level is, they don't have a lot of balance in their life to be able to have that proficiency to actually get it to this level. So balance is, uh, it's huge. So you gotta find that which any way you can. And for me, it's that, that morning. All right, let's take this deeper because Uh-oh, I, I yes. think we're getting, because there's a theme that's Uh-oh. developing, Uh-oh. right? You talked about how when you approach, you know, a client in a lesson, right? right you're looking for the destination, yes. right? You just talk there about having a, a very much of a process as a part of your day, Ooh. right? So as we go forward in this conversation, right? right? You know, how do you, you just said it right there, to create balance, you need to push some things aside. Got to. How do you say no, or how do you figure out what's most important to push away? Because there's a lot of PGA pros that are out there that are listening to this. There's a lot of people that are out there listening to this. I got a ton of fans that always give me great feedback. They're like, we love when you dig in with these leaders, with these entrepreneurs, with these, you know, these, these fascinating you know, celebrities that I get on the show, and you are definitely one of those people. But how do you, how do you take stuff off your plate? You know, we all want to be yes people to everyone, right? right. And right. as a result, it right. stresses us out. Yeah. And it seems like you have a pretty, you know, as I sit here, and I've known you for almost a decade now. No, it's over a decade. Over a decade. It's fall 2011. Fall 2011? Yeah, fall 2011. Did I miss our anniversary? <laughs> you had to, man. Oh, man, I tell you. Fall 2011, man. So uh, how do you take stuff off your plate? How do you, how do you politefully go to somebody who asks you genuinely for your help, right? They're sincere about it, but you have to say no just to balance things out. Yeah, so, wow. 
So I've had some help with this piece, and I'm the type of guy who's gonna, you know, give you my best effort, my most energy. Um, I'm gonna give you my all, but in order to do that, I need time for myself. So a lot of people understand when I say no, it's not personal. It's to make myself more prepared for you in the future. Awesome. Thank, <laughs> thanks for sharing that with me. And I tell you what, I, you know what I got to do? I, I'm going to give you the oxygen mask yes, right? so you can reset. And I, now I'm going to go out to a break real quick. Okay. Folks, you know you're listening to ESPN 920. Up next, more with Golf's Guru of Making Golf More Fun, Gavin Parker. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. But, you know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. You got a great voice it's for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the pro show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Gavin Parker. You know you're listening to Jersey's ESPN 920. Now, right before I began this show, I was on a FaceTime call with Mrs. Parker, Gavin's mom. I want to scream so loud for you. I'm so proud of you, and I, let me tell you what I'm about to do. Now, she asked me to take great care of her boy. I assured her I would, but in reality, it pales into comparison to the job she did with her son. I want to tell the whole world about a friend of mine, this little light of mine. I'm finna let it shine. I'm finna take y'all back to them better times. All right, we're back with Mr. High Energy, Mr. Golf, Mr. Gavin Parker, the man, the myth, the legend, the CEO of junior golf, Boom. right? Self-appointed? Did somebody come up with that? How did that, how did that, because that, that's, it's such an appropriate nickname for you. How'd that one pop in? Well, before we go, go any farther with that, I want the world to know that when I say CEO, it stands for Chief Energy Officer, not Chief Executive Officer. And essentially the nickname came about in 2020 on TikTok. I was new to it, and I noticed there's this trend where people were doing all these dances, and they were saying the CEO of this dance, the CEO of that dance, and I was like, hold on, I'm gonna be the CEO of Junior Golf. So self-appointed title, it gave me the opportunity to make a footprint in the golf industry, specifically in the Junior Golf space, where then it gave me a platform to actually talk about what's actually important to me as a junior golf instructor and I align myself with the values of all kids not just 
the kids that want to compete or the kids that want to go pro, but kids in general who want to be a part of a tribe, who want to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So that's my... I tell you, man, it blows yeah. my mind how similarly we think from time to time. So when I built Read the Line, right, the, the guys that helped me put it together, the guys at Invincible Sports Marketing, right, they, they were like, well, you need a title. And I was like, man, you know I don't like titles. I like people are like you're the director of golf. I became the director of fun. You right. know, like I just I just yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. that that stuffiness to it. Whatever they said. Well, you're the CEO. I said I'll only be the CEO if I could be the chief experience officer. Boom. That's it. Boom. Because I want it to be a great experience. Absolutely. If somebody wants to use read the line, it's the same thing with you, chief energy officer. Yes. You know, you know, you can't box us in, folks. No it way. ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it no ain't way. gonna happen. Can't do it. You know. Can't now do it. speaking of being innovative, right? I know you're always something up to something new on the teaching platform, Frontier. You know, I know you're always getting into new things, right? Doesn't have to be junior golf related. I Spread your wings, talk about whatever you want, but it's 2022, we're past the first quarter. We've looked at we've looked at all the numbers, right? Numbers right. are up, right. life is good, yep. right? What are you trying new this year as a coach, as an instructor, that you feel like, man, I had this idea, it's pretty cool, it's hitting, and uh, I'm running with it, I love it. Oh man, this is easy. So for me, I'm quickly realizing the junior golf space, unless you can make kids actually care about where the ball goes, no learning can take place. I'm gonna say that again. Yeah, I need that again. Unless you can make kids actually care where the ball goes, no learning can take place. Whereas most junior golf experiences, they start off every program with some type of how-to rhetoric. This is how to hold the club. This is how you win. This is how you play. No, 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 no. Before you even go there, you gotta make kids, you gotta hook them. You gotta get them excited for why they need to take this stick and make it hit this ball somewhere. So we do this thing this year called the end of day missions that were actually the brainchild of a dear friend of mine, Richard Franklin, where by having an end of day mission, the kids know the very moment they arrive on, at, on my camps that hey, they are going to win something and it's not going to be some trinkety trinket you know not going to be some yeah. trophy but we're actually celebrating competition and that end of day mission allows us to create competition that's healthy competition that it makes kids actually vested in, on the overall outcome and the overall experience so now it's just not boring so this year with all of my programming we have an end of day mission where there is going to be a grand champion who wins this prize, but everyone collectively works together to get there through true competition, not any of this, oh, let's just not keep score, let's do it for fun. No, everything we do is for fun, but no, it's actually to win something as well because competition is so important, especially in the year 2022 when you have all these kids who are scared to lose or scared to try anything different because they don't want to be bad at it. Well, hello, you're going to be trash at a lot of things, so let's do it. Let's celebrate the kid who wants to go out there and have the eyes on them and have that moment. So that's what's new for us is we're celebrating competition, getting out of this participation trophy stuff, and it's all about the end-of-day missions for us. So it's, is it the prize just straight cash, or what are you doing? Wow, I love that. So we do brand-new golf clubs. Oh, so yeah. oh, someone nice. can win a brand-new golf club of their choice, or I've been fortunate to partner with people like Isaac Golf, oh, and they're sure, going to yeah. help me create like my own flow-centric yeah. type of swag. Same thing with like G4. So now we're getting something that kids actually want. Um, something that's actually meaningful. How cool is that? Yes, I'm, I'm very fortunate. How cool is Beyond that? Beyond grateful. We did a thing back in the day at Springdale called Dale Dollars. And I joke about the I joke about the money thing, but right. we created our own currency on, on, on like 
Microsoft publisher or whatever. Genius. And like I was on the picture of the one dollar bill and you know, so on and so forth. My assistants were on the other bills and the right. currency. And when the kids would do anything right, yes. like like walk from one station to another <laughs> and like and be on time. Yes. Right? Here's a dollar. Boom. You know, and it, you wouldn't give them to everybody. Yeah. Just the person who was yeah. doing what they're supposed Absolutely. to be doing. Absolutely. But then what we did in the shop was we we went to like the dollar store and got yes. all these really fun kid things. Genius. And we had a Dale Dollar section, right? Yep. And the kids would come in at the end of the day, they'd be like, I have six dollars. Okay. Well it was like a ski ball, you yeah, know, yeah. when you go to the yes. the carnival. Right? With the tickets, right? Boom. Oh man. And it was it was like it was one of the most successful things we ever did. And we would print that money yes. basically like our government is right now. I mean we would just print it nonstop. We just and we just gave it out all the time. It was it was hysterical. <laughs> I bet they but, loved it. But the kids loved but, yes. but but they were all focused. Boom. You know? Boom. And, and it hooks them. Yeah, it totally hooks them. It totally hooks them. And you know what else is hooking everybody? Is this phrase that the PGA is pushing out there, and it's called make golf your thing. Boom. Right? Yes. Make golf your thing. Yes. Right? Now, that means different things to different people. Boom. But you're one of those people that's out there selling make golf your thing. What does make golf your thing mean to Gavin Parker? It's the sound for me, the experience, the clothes, being yourself, being outside, being off a screen, being present where your feet are. Making golf your thing for me is being outside, being with friends, being family, just being you. I love it. I love it. I mean, make it your thing. That's your thing. Right? It is. You know, you want to ride in a cart, listen to music, go Boom. for it. Right? Exactly. Do your thing. Yes. It's all good. If you want to day drink with your buddies, do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to where this is going, yeah, we, have, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> we have not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It, you know, it, it is a Friday afternoon, <laughs> yes. but we got two more days to go of this championship. Speaking of which, how do you think this thing's going to play out over the next two days? Right? I, I mean, I know Rory looked strong the first day. I was just about to say that, man. But, he's I mean, got that pep in his step, man. He's got that bounce, man. I don't know if you saw earlier this week, he brought his uh, baby girl into the PJ Media Room. Yeah. And, like, they shared that moment. And Poppy, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. I mean, like it, Rory. is it any mystery that the guys, like Max Homa talking about that? Yeah. After, I was down at Wells, covering yeah. Wells for Read the Line. And, you know, I listened to him afterwards, and I'm like, man, this guy's really secure. And what's going on? Oh yeah, you know, and I can hear that in your voice. I mean, you're comfortable with who you are and what you're doing, and that comes across in a Cadillac video, or it comes across in making golf your thing, Boom. or you know, all the games and stuff you're doing with the kids. Um, I love all that stuff, you know, and I, and I think it's an important message, yes. right? Um, you're out there all the time, you know. How's golf changing, right? In your opinion, you know, because for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm. Older than you, right. okay? So, right. I mean, I really grew up yeah. in, like, Blue Blazer land, you know? I mean, it is tough, right? Over all those years, because you know how creative I am. You know, yeah. that was, like, suppressed for all this yeah. time. And then I finally had this opportunity to be creative and do my thing, yeah. right? But, like, what are you seeing out there? You're in Virginia. It's a popular area, East Coast. You know yeah. what I mean? You see you see a lot of golfers, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. What do you like about what you're seeing? What I like is the fact that golf is becoming more open it's becoming more accessible in the sense of giving more backgrounds more different ethnicities different environments it's just it's it's i wouldn't say it's more accessible but it's like easier barrier you can get out there and try it there's so many initiatives like make golf your thing you got people like steph out here of the underrated tour i mean you got some of the biggest influencers in terms of like a celebrity statue that like hey when they're done 
playing basketball or football. What are they doing after that? Going to the course. I mean, like golf is it's hot right now. Golf oh, is it's different. It's hotter than chicken grease. No, so. it's hot like Tulsa. Is what it is. It's hot. I don't know how hot chicken grease is, but I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you hot. flat out, man. You know, down I'll change here, my shirt twice today. Down here, yeah. I mean, down here in Tulsa, it's, it's so hot. Lawyers pay for their own air conditioning. I mean, it's ridiculous how hot it is. It's it's unbelievable here, man. I tell you. And, and I know I was just asking you about the tournament, right? Yeah. It's it's you, there's no way this course is nasty. There's no way you can predict what's going to happen on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm, right. But I want you to look in the future for Gavin Parker. Give me one prediction or, or goal or something you're working towards in 22, right? That those that follow you on social media, they could see like kind of, man, what he said, that undercurrent, I could see what he's trying to do there, what he's getting at, because, you know, it's not always a straight line. Yeah. Wow. I think you will see the importance of making memories happen, especially with a stick and a ball. So the next six months for Gavin Parker is to elevate everything that he does. Elevate everything? Everything. Every capacity. Do you write that down? Yes. Period. Yeah. And you can capture it right now. Gavin Parker, the Parker process is live. It gives everyone an opportunity to meet me more than just a golf coach. You see the type of person who is going to say hi to you first, the type of guy who's just enthusiastic, the type of guy who's at war for getting kids off of screens. Sure. He's at war for making kids become leaders because kids right now in the year 2022 don't have a safe space or environment where they can be themselves or make their own choices without being criticized for it. So you bring your kid into an environment like the Parker process where everything is created in an environmental architecture that allows kids to emotionally connect with their environment through artwork or games or somebody saying, hey, Johnny, little something for you today. You're going to win a brand new golf club if you can win the end of day mission. So that's what Gavin Parker is going to elevate in the next six months is every capacity of how to create more leaders, especially where we are culturally in the United States of America. Now, I know you and I always we inspire each other. Right. Period. Okay. So, but I'm off the list. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, come on. Okay. I mean, what you just said right there, right, is we need more people like that, right? But it was people like that that made you. Period. Right. There's Absolutely. no doubt about it. We are. Absolutely. We are, you know, everything is nature nurture. Yes. So, and I just wonder, you know, is there somebody that you want to highlight? And I know the Richard Franklins, and I know how tight you were with your dad or anything. Yeah. But is there somebody new maybe that's come into your life that's helping you or or recent, or it doesn't have to be new. But, you know, I'd love for you to share with me, because I think sometimes we have mentors out there, but we don't take the time to look, mm. right? So maybe it's like, how'd you find this person? And then tell me the impact they've had on your life. Wow. For me, it's been right in front of my eyes the last seven years. Um, it's a guy by the name of Corey Ambers. Corey Ambers and I went to high school together. Corey Ambers was two years younger than I was but he was our starting quarterback. He then was our sixth man in basketball. He played baseball, but Corey Ambers actually worked with me when I got my first job at Independence in 2016, because he just needed an internship. And I quickly realized that he was everything I'm not. He is systematic, he's methodical, he's strategic, he's patient, 
and Corey and I created this entire golf academy together in 2016, and we haven't stopped. And I'm allowed to come out here to represent the PGA and make content for Cadillac, but back home at Salisbury Country Club, Corey Ambers is the man. I wouldn't, be able, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am without him. And what we create together is what everyone sees. But you just see me. No, 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 no. It's Corey and I together. So right now, even though we are, I guess, equals, I look up at him as my mentor because without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. And Corey Ambers, I love you to death, dog. And I just want you to know that. And it's time for the world to know that the – Probably the greatest junior golf developer in the country that nobody knows is a guy by the name of Corey Ambers, who's just as good as I am. He has spent every hour that I've coached. He's been right there with me. Every certi- seminar, every, every certification that I have, every knowledge that I have, he has as well. And it's time for the world, especially the golf industry, to know that it's not just Gavin Parker. It's Corey Ambers and Gavin Parker. And together we make magic like Roy and Siegfried. Well, she's <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I mean, yeah. that's that's one heck of an endorsement right yes, there. Sir. I mean, just mainly because if he taught you how to be patient, yeah, I need his phone number is what it comes down to. That's what it comes hey, down well, to. Hey, Keith, patient, but quick. Oh, well, I mean, hey, come on. That, that's called efficient. <laughs> that's what I tell people all the time. You're Russian. No, I'm being efficient. Oh, you move too fast. You talk too fast. No, I'm not wasting your time. I'm just getting it all out there. I love it. You digest it. That's right? it. You, see, I'm not be talking efficient. fast. You listening slow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, right now this interview, you're getting an hour's worth in 20 minutes with these two. Now, you talked about going to war before, right? Bingo. We've done this many, many times. Uh-oh. You've been on the show, yes. right? But I can't rapid fire you. Yet. I can't. I Why can't. not? Because it's too easy for you. Oh, my God. Okay, right? okay. So okay. as a repeat guest, okay. we got to do something different. Give it to we me. We got to like do different. something different. I like All right? I like so we're going to have a little would you rather conversation. Okay. All right? Okay. We're going to see... Just, we're going to make you make some decisions. Okay. We talked earlier about yes and no, okay. right? Well, I think maybe we're going to have to figure out what you're going to say yes and no to. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Again, big shout out to Corey Ambers. Huge you shout out if to If you Corey weren't there, Ambers. if you weren't there, he couldn't be here and I couldn't have this much fun with my, with my pro show this afternoon. All right. Would you rather have a stranger see all the texts on your phone or all the pictures? <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's go, pictures. <laughs> Would you rather read minds or predict the future? Read minds. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button in life? Pause. Would you rather find your soulmate or your calling? I'm fortunate enough to already have both, but let's go with soulmate. All right. That was a good play right there. Hey, thank you. you. As a a long time married man. (laughs) 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 Young woman, whoever you are out there, give him credit for that one. Give him credit for that one. All right. Thanks, babe. Would you rather wear clothes that don't fit for a year or ones that don't match? Ooh. Don't fit. I can't not match. Yeah, I can't have that. I can't answer that question. So, <laughs> would you rather be criticized or ignored? Criticize. Would you rather give up brushing your hair or brushing your teeth for a year? Hair, easily. Can I, I love brushing my teeth. One more. Okay. Would you rather know the future 
or just experience it? Just experience it, Keith. Hey, man. It's been a pleasure being with you. You know you're always welcome to be on the Pro Show anytime, especially if you're up in the New York City area or we're at another major championship, whatever it may be. But you know what? It's our end of day mission. We got to wrap this thing up here, okay? All right? You be good. Thank you for being with me today. And good luck with all of what you're doing for the PGA. I know people love it, and the feedback is just amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So you got to wait. It's 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. You can't just not show up for work, but... But if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Keith Stewart. I've been balling a shiny black steel jackhammer, been chipping up rocks for the great highway. You know I'll be busy tonight posting that podcast on all platforms. You can find it. I live five years if I take my time, balling that jack and drinking my Hey, wine. maybe you're out in Tulsa with me. You want to listen to this show or you're somewhere else? Get to 920 New Jersey ESPN.com. Now, a big part of me being out here is writing betting coverage for PGAchamp.com. So, read the line. Get to readtheline.com, subscribe, and find out where all the great stories behind golf's betting ecosystem are going these days. Oh, yeah, there is no easy wind if you've been watching the coverage at Southern Hills. Great song choice there, Mr. Wade Weezer. You're obviously paying attention to all that's going on in the world of golf. I love that. I love that. Well, if you've been paying attention to what's going on in the world of golf, then you know we've got problems with Live Golf Investments. Dun, dun, dun. Is that what you wanted? I just figured, you know, in the fourth segment, you always have something on cue. So I'd, I just figured it was one of those things that, that you'd have ready. Well, so here it is. It's starting to fall apart, my friend. Although that's what the buzz is around here. It seems as if, right, sponsors are dropping from players who they think are going to play. UPS dropped hmm. Lee Westwood and Louis Oosthuizen. But that's not it. That's just part of it all. I guess the UPS, a, you know, a global corporation like that with – wouldn't want to be partnered with Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, right? Yes, of course, right? Um, but even bigger, uh, their C, their chief commercial officer, um, he quit or he resigned. 
the other day. Yeah, wow. Sean Bratches. And this guy was bringing a lot of credibility to the to the enterprise there. Uh, he was the director of commercial operations for F1. And he was just hired in November when he did. People were like, oh, this is a really – this thing's going to take off. This is serious or whatever. Well, he's gone. And rumor is is that – the rumor wow. is, is that Greg Norman might be close behind because of his comments about the journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, right? The murder of the journalists over there in Saudi Arabia, right? You know, he called it, quote unquote, a mistake. Um, yeah. So it seems as if maybe they're going to try to distance themselves from him as well. I don't know. There's a lot of buzz about this going on out here. And, you know, speaking of which, it's been great to be with everybody this afternoon for the pro show all the way out here in Tulsa covering the PGA championship. If you miss me, folks, you can find me on PGA.com writing, PGAchamp.com, all of these amazing places. All right. You know, I can't thank you enough, man, for being on the board and I can't thank everyone else for tuning in and all the support. So without further ado, I got to run. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.